Hope says that she bets your middle name is Mark. If I had to say, I would say not Mark. I would say... I'll say it starts with A. It starts with an A. Mm -hmm. Oh, is it Alan? Oh. And it's only no, four it's letters. A, that would be... I'll say that, I mean, that would be. Abel and Axel has another letter correct, but in the wrong spot. Is it, is it Aiden? A, isn't that well, five letters? How many letters do you think is in Aiden? Yeah. No, A-D-E-N. I That's think people not, spell it A-D-E-N. Yeah, I was thinking Alex, A-D-E-N. So, is it Alex? Uh, I'll say Alex is closer because the correct letter is in the right spot. Is it Alan with one N? Or one L, I mean. <laughs> Alan with one N. So, <laughs> <laughs> Alan. Alan. Is it, is no. it Alto? How about Alto? How do you spell? Or Alta. Well, oh, wait, how do you no, spell no. that? Is it Aldo? Like Aldo Nova? The uh, great 80s one-hit wonder? Aldo. No way. Really? Your name oh. is not Richard Aldo. It is. And welcome to another episode of Even More Mashed Up, the pop culture podcast featuring two professors talking about all things pop culture. I'm Patrick. Hey, and I'm Alan, and uh, I had a great intro. It has been um, forbidden. So I could say, could you say, Patrick, that today's show is a little unconventional? Uh, well, yes, actually, we could. it's quite... It is quite conventional since we are talking about the subject we are talking about. Well, it would be conventional if any old podcast were doing it. But well, we're but not it's also any about old a, podcast. It is about a convention, and so by definition, it is conventional. And yet the way we're going to handle it will be unconventional. Especially because we didn't go to the convention. Exactly. Well, no, I mean, and, you don't need to go to the convention to, to talk about it. Not anymore, but we're going to no, put a twist. Up. It should be clear if if they wanted to invite us to said convention at any point, we would, of course, That's happily right. attend on their dime. Exactly. That's right. Said convention being the San Diego Comic-Con, which is yes. the subject for today's show. That's right. We're doing a San Diego Comic-Con roundup. Boop, boop, be dee dee, boop, boop. Oh, that's Trailer Park. Oh, darn it. Got my sound effects mixed <laughs> up. Yeah, Roundup is the Cowboys. <laughs> and yeehaw! Oh, yeehaw! Little doggie. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. No. Pating, patong. <laughs> What's pating, patong? The ricochets. Those are the bullets that, yeah, the ricochets. Like, they're hitting oh, the rocks okay. all around me, but they're not hitting okay. me. Yeah. So your theory is that bullets ricochet off of rocks as opposed to just blasting through rocks. Have you seen a Western? That's all I've, they do. I've watched I've watched many Westerns yeah. and I know they ricochet now, all the hell. Bullets over the may place. not supposed to do that, but in the Westerns, exactly. that's what they do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but I've I believe in a profound aesthetic of realism and so they shouldn't bounce off the rocks. Uh, well, I'm a Michael Bay fan. So yes, you are. I, I, I like the ricochet. And so, rock bouncing bullets is the least of Michael Bay's offenses. So. Yes. Yeah. I like you say just now they're just bouncing. They're not even ricocheting. Yeah, no, they're, yeah. well, no. They might as well be like throwing bouncy balls at the people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Just like those little rubber bouncy balls just. So, but yeah, so we are talking about all the news and announcements and excitement that came out of this year's San Diego Comic Con. Well, are we going to talk about. Are we really going to talk about all of it? Probably not. Exactly some things, things that had trailers for themselves. Yeah, trailers and other things, yes. Yeah, like I've got a list of things to talk about anyway. I do but indeed. Shall, shall we start with the trailers or do you want to start somewhere else, Patrick? No, we can start with the trailers. Okay. I assume if we're going to start with the trailers that you would want to start with Wakanda Forever? No, we got to end with Wakanda Forever. That was the best of the oh, trailers. Oh, you want to? got to build up oh. to it. Uh, I thought that. Oh. Lord of the Wings, well, Power of the Wings? Oh, the wings of power. So do we? Do we I need thought, to then? Do we need to work from the least impressive trailer forward? Then, like, is that the way you build? Something like that. Does, yes. it not, does it not matter? I just feel like we need to end with Wakanda forever. Okay. All right. So where do you want to start? I'm going to let you decide then. Well, I feel ideas. like you know we we should in, in in an effort to include Rich, who is also here today. Ah, uh, uh, yes. I love being included. We, we should Hello, start Rich. with the with the Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves trailer. So um, you want to start with the least impressive? Now, because I, I will actually, say, I one hundred percent agree with Rich. that. I, I have questions that it was the for least Rich impressive trailer I ever saw of those of those options. 
of SDCC. Mm, which is funny since the Black Adam one is like half the length of it. It's almost as though quantity does not equal quality. Hmm. Well, let's not let's not dredge up that that old debate. Yes, but what yeah. were your questions, so, Patrick? So, so having watched the trailer, yes, um, yes. So they refer to themselves as a group of thieves. I don't know why. But then they're also, you know, there's a bard, there's a fighter, there's a knight, etc. Isn't now I'm no I'm no D and D expert, hence why I'm coming to you with this question. But isn't a thief a separate? classification from all those like you can't be a bard and a thief or can you wait uh, well, well of course so, you no, wait so, a well, hang on, hang on. I, thought, I thought thief was a specific like you so can no, be a thief the, or the, you can no, be a bard or you can is be... specifically a rogue um, and a rogue is commonly oh, associated with being a thief because they're the Here stealthy character they do the pit pocking the lock picking mm. and whatnot. but hypothetically I mean, did you say the pick pocking I think I did I meant to no, say pick pocking I think you said the lick knocking. Yeah. I really hate when my pocks get picked. That's, yeah, well, that's uh, what folks are for. they got to pock those yeah. picks and... Yeah. <laughs> no, you should, no, no, no. You should never, you should never pick the pocks. Yeah. Yeah, it's infection that way. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, exactly. But so, uh, what now, rogues are usually thought of as thieves, but technically, as I'm sure Alan was trying to say, anybody can be a thief. Any any paladin, yeah. bard, wizard, ranger, they can all steal things. You know, can a, pal- if you think can about a paladin be a thief? I thought paladins were supposed to be like honorable and honest. Well, and no. All so those a paladin, you can. Oh, sorry, go on. Like, wouldn't well, a paladin gonna, thief be the kind of character that I would come up with that makes no sense? No, it would be yes. Sometimes and no. maybe maybe you would argue. I don't. I don't even know what a paladin is. So honestly. a paladin specifically but, is somebody who's. Um, kind of like a cleric in that they're um, um, connected to like one type of god or, or one god. So like the paladin right. of so and so religion or church, but they almost they're they're, well, they're like the fighter version of a cleric in the sense of like they're going to go out and you know instead of using maybe a ton of magic and stuff, they're going to have you know armor on and, and fight. But there's evil gods, there's neutral gods, there's good gods. A paladin by nature is not good. They're lawful in that they attune to their, you know, whatever rules and whatnot of that religion slash god they are connected to. Could I try to could I try to shorthand that before we turn this into another D and D episode and we kind of know where those end up on Fair this podcast? Um, they do better than they, the Emmys or the Oscars. I mean, <laughs> well. Yeah, it says something about the Oscars. Yeah. More than it does the, <laughs> yeah. it does the D&D. So sometimes a person might steal because they feel like they're doing it for good. Yes, or they're doing it that. for their cause. Or number two, you know, like Jim Baker and Jimmy Swagger would have been 80s style kind of cleric paladins, right? And they weren't above stealing and, Ugh. you know, gobs and gobs. Well, so it yeah. just it seems to me like... Like you're just talking about a Jim Baker kind of character there. Mm. <laughs> so, Who, anyways, by the I way, just, I was just asking really, a technical question because I th- I thought thief was a a specific classification. No, nope, no, nope. it is I technically a wrong. subclass of the rogue, where they can focus <laughs> oh, more no. in being a now, thief. Oh, Rich, we were almost out, and now we're nope, back in. That's okay, Alan. I've got I've got a question for you that'll 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 bring us back out of it. I hope it has to do with Chris Pine. On a scale of one to ten. <laughs> Can you rate your excitement for Chris Pine being the lead in Dungeons and Dragons Honor Amongst uh, Thieves? You know, you know, I am very happy you asked this question, Patrick, because mm-hmm. I think I have been unfairly maligned on this show as somebody who hates Chris Pine. Rightfully so. But really, what I hate is Steve Trevor. Ah. I can draw a distinction between the two. Here's... Mm. In in general, I, if Chris Pine is in something, it doesn't make me want to run out to see it necessarily. Yeah. But it also doesn't make me reject it. So Chris Pine is a lead, I don't know, like a five. Like I'm, I'm okay. fairly indifferent probably. But there are a couple of things about Pine in this trailer that really appeal to me. Really? Okay. Number one, yeah, he plays the lute, which makes me think of him as the prince, one of the two princes in Into the Woods. Oh, which he and, played one, didn't he? He played one yeah. in the movie. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, and that's, that's my point, is I think that that is one of my all-time favorite Chris Pine roles. I felt oh, okay. like he gotcha. really inhabited that prince role. Yeah, 
And so if he could if he could replicate that, which he's not, because the one is a very comic role and he, yes. he looks much more serious here. But secondly, the reason I really like it is when he walks off with a character to get a drink, it looks exactly like I imagined it looked when we went to get waffles in D D. Ah. Oh. So in two Doing, ways uh, Cthulhu. Exactly. No, in, no, that wasn't Cthulhu. In, that was the one before Cthulhu. No, it, oh, it oh was. the first D&D campaign. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah. we, we went to get waffles. Waffles is a recurring theme, it seems, with your characters. Yeah. Actually, waffles were much better outside of Cthulhu. Yes. Inside of Cthulhu, bad things I associate with waffles. Or at least the Waffle House. But anyway, yeah. um, I'm, not, I'm not really, really upset that Chris Pine is doing it. This looks like a movie that I might go see if there's nothing to do on a weekend. Okay. But it's not a movie that I feel like is a is a must see. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's one I'm, that I might catch when it pops up on whichever one of the streaming services I Yeah. Right. Right. Pop up. But yeah, not not I mean it looks it it looks like perfectly kind of, you know, entertainingly kind of empty fun. Yeah, that's yeah, you know, I agree with that. Not, like, not, yeah. not not anything that I'm like it's not, it's not going to be transformative or anything like that, but it looks yeah. like it might just be kind of fun. So you, neither of you see like a, like a dream of a D&D universe that would rival the MCU coming out of this? No, no. because it's – even from the trailer, you have been people just saying stuff like, oh, I'm glad he's – like just very like token cliche like sayings of like, oh, I'm glad he's on our team or whatever. And it's like, you know, okay, so they're not going to really try that hard, you know, yeah. stuff. No, it's I, like – there's going to be a bunch yeah. of Easter eggs for people who play D&D. Oh, I recognize mm-hmm. that creature. Oh, I recognize that. I saw a that. gelatinous cube. Yeah. yeah. I saw people I avoid... Easter eggs. Yeah, I did, I did see people avoid this place of beast by jumping to the gelatinous cube, which is a poor yep. choice, I would say. Yeah, doesn't... I would say, I thought the gelatinous cube was, like, something that, like, kills you almost immediately. No. Uh, it, it's basically, mm-hmm. like, a cube of acid. <clears throat> so, depending on yes, how... Yes, hence why cool. jumping into it would be bad, yes. Oh, yeah. But like I don't, it would, it's kind of like also like the hmm. Salak pit where it kills you very slowly. See, ah. you guys start talking about gelatinous, and I start thinking about Jello. You know, you throw a little marshmallow in there, and you get yourself a little treat. Mm, the marshmallows are also acid. Yeah. Oh, oh, never mind then. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want the mar- the marsh. That's those are like concentrated bits of acid acid in the uh, gelatinous cube. But yeah, I, th- oh. I think it'll be, like you said, like it'll be something to catch on whatever streaming service it goes to, but otherwise... Yeah, it's not something that nah. I'm, I'm going to be... In, unless we do a show about it, I'm more likely not going to go see it in theaters. So. Yeah. I got to be honest, I think our chances of doing a show on it are relatively low. It or depends. High. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's a slow, maybe it's a slow, you know, film week and we need something. Fair. Or maybe it's like way better than people think it's going to be, or maybe I cannot it's imagine it being... Really well, maybe it's really terrible. It like could be. I think it's going to be perfect. That, I think too. it's going to be perfectly fine. Yeah, I don't think it's well, going to be then, yeah, memorable at all. But yeah, you never know. It if, could be terrible. Well, so if it's going to be perfectly fine and not particularly memorable, undoubtedly we will talk about it since that's what Marvel's been churning out lately. Well, yeah, might as well. Yes, but, Can't be any worse. Yeah. And we we keep talking about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, we do. Hey, speaking of which, we did have She-Hulk on the list because there is a oh, new She-Hulk yes. trailer available. Yes, we did. The, the second She-Hulk Attorney at Law trailer. So, Patrick, you were not particularly enthusiastic the last time we discussed She-Hulk. Question That's, for you. That is correct. Does this make you feel any better about what's coming? Yes. Really? Excellent. Do yeah, you want to build on that? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I thought the CGI looked... Uh, significantly better really? um, in this trailer weird. than the earlier one. I mean, I, did, I, did, I didn't find it as... It <sighs> didn't seem quite as unfinished. I mean, it's it's still got some oddness to it, but, but you know, I was, I couple, was pleasantly surprised with it. Or pleased there are a couple it. of dodgy moments, I think, in there's the CGI. A, there's a bunch of so, them where it's just when she moves her arms and stuff, it just looks very uncanny and, like, like it's distracting yes. still. Yeah, when like she the does X-Men. the whole, like, American law thing in horror. Oh, my the God. That was so... Hands up. Yeah. That's a weird... It was so uncomfortable to look so at that. But overall, I, I felt like the CGI yeah. was looking was looking better. So I'm I'm cautiously I, I optimistic. Guess. I think it's still is that it? Um, no, no, is no. I've got it, other Patrick? things. Okay, okay, good. Um, I like some of the story beats. I like kind of uh, you know that she doesn't actually want to be a superhero. Um, yeah. That you know she gets her powers through an accident, and you know she just wants to be a lawyer, which I kind of like because we haven't really had any. I don't think there's been anyone really in the MCU that 
has been reluctant to be. Yeah, a they've been like, sweet, I've got powers. Woo! Yeah, yeah so it's, yeah. A, it's a twist. Okay. I kind of like that. Um, I like that there. There's a bit of kind of of the wish fulfillment. She talks about you know, remember the girl who's like all perfect in high school, and now you know now that's me. So I kind of like that. Um, I you know, can't she, imagine why she hold. Yeah, that that might speak to me a little bit. I like that um, she was like kind of better at Booster than a bunch of stuff. Like you know. Yes, I do like that. That that she's you know doing doing better than than Bruce, and Bruce thinks he has to like you know school her on everything. I like the right. idea of it being kind of a legal sitcom-y type thing. That's something Marvel hasn't done, and that could just be kind of 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 fun. At um, least the sitcom-y part, yeah. And I'm and I'm cautiously optimistic. I like the little bits of her breaking the fourth wall that kind of feed into that. That I think there's so there, there there's some things that I, I don't definitely know. Those see. Looked, I don't maybe it's the animate the CGI again, but those still looked kind of weird. Like the timing yeah. seemed off. Like when they do the but, one with like the head turn that they show, like. Oh, I thought that one worked. I thought that one... I, again, one maybe it's just the CGI. Kind of surprised it just looks wonky it. when they, like, turn their heads back and forth. So, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I am... I, I would say the one the one thing that I'm probably not a big fan of from seeing in the trailer is I don't really like um, what they're doing with uh, Titania. Um, she's she's yeah. very different from the comic book character, and, and I'm not... I'm not. I'm not feeling that very much, um, you know, in terms of of that. But oh no, I am. I am feeling better. Um, you know, it seems like yeah. it might just be kind of a fun little half hour kind of you know legal sit situation comedy, which which could be fun. So I'm feeling yeah, a little bit I, better about it. So have they said how I, many episodes I, it'll be? I think it's the usual six. Okay. And they're all like so around I, a half hour to forty minutes. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Alan? Yeah. I thought you were trying to say something. I did, like, four times. I, I kind of quit then. Uh, um, okay, go, go ahead now. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So yeah, I was going to say whenever you want to. I was, I was going to actually agree with, with a couple of things that you said. One, I really like the breaking of the fourth wall because mm-hmm. it just felt different. In that yeah, way, I mean, I really it, does, like it is idea. very Deadpool-y, but which is yeah, fine. well, okay, but but yeah, oh, I'm gonna make some Deadpool references later too, but in <laughs> a way that it's like a it's a family friendly kind of Deadpooliness, and yeah, yeah. like uh, uh, maybe if Marvel didn't take itself quite so seriously, that would be good for Marvel yes, right now, um, and in that way, I think the sitcom works really well. Mm-hmm. In many ways, like Miss Marvel did. Miss Marvel was a little bit lighter. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know that I hold out the highest hopes, but of late, I prefer comedic Marvel to mm. dark Marvel. You yeah. know, I guess it, this definitely looks like it's kind of in the lighter fare with yeah. the excellent Miss Marvel and the quote unquote dumpster fire that was Hawkeye. Uh, I would take issue with I'm, one of those descriptions. I'm just quoting Google. I'm just all I'm doing is quoting Google. Straight from the internet. Yeah, I mean, you can't... It's Google. Like, it can't be wrong. Yes, it can. Anyway. Exactly. So, so it seems like on Dungeons & Dragons, we're both... Or all of us are kind of feeling, yeah, not particularly yeah. excited. She-Hulk... A little bit more? Slightly. Yeah. Slightly more excited. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. And I'm definitely so more I, excited than... It doesn't look like as much of a train wreck as the first teaser made it seem like it was going to be. Yeah. Yes. I'm I, think, still, I think that's fair. I'm still so. pessimistic about, again, the animation. Like, seeing longer clips of it, like in the show. If it's really going to be a distraction. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, they improved so much between this, the first teaser and this one. We've still got a couple weeks until the show. Or I guess, actually, not even a couple weeks. I think it's yeah, just a, I don't know. Um, they better be working pretty hard. Yeah, so I'm 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 hoping that they can still kind of, of refine it, but um, but yeah, it does. I mean, it does have a lot. I mean, you know, She Hulk. You've got obviously Bruce Banner's there. You've got Blonsky, the Abomination. You've got Wong. You've got Daredevil. Um, it's a lot packed in there. There's a yeah, lot packed in. Hope I'm hoping much. they're gonna bring in some of the goofier villains. I don't know. I feel like they'd show them off at this point. I just can't imagine there's room for anybody else in it. But, yeah. you know, that's what Marvel does nowadays is they just yeah. like they don't have time for season two. It's all going to get crammed into season one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully maybe She-Hulk will avoid that. 
So we're kind of climbing then. Like, what would be next? Like, what is the one that's next up the chain for you? Is it Andor? Is it? Oh, geez, I totally Black forgot Adam. About, I, I forgot about Andor. Oh, Shazam? I did. Well, forget we about Andor. Well, that seems not very promising for Andor. I mean, I'm gonna no, be no, honest. No, 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 no. I, I, I mean, have... I, for, I forgot. I didn't see it on the when I was going through various things, looking at trailers. Andor didn't come up. I mean, I've watched Andor. Um, okay. For me, I, I, it would probably be be Shazam, Black Adam. They're kind of about the same. All right, so we'll skip over Andor for now and talk about yeah, Andor Black would be higher Adam. up on my list. Okay, so The Rock says that Black Adam is, and I quote, some cool shit. Do you agree? Uh, I think Doctor Fate looks pretty sweet. Um, really, Doctor uh, Fate is where you went in there. Uh, huh? I, 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 uh, I thought. That? I mean, you know, if, if the film Fate. does nothing else, it nailed the look of Doctor Fate, and Pierce Brosnan is a great choice. Oh, okay, to play yeah, him, it is. So. It's hard to argue with Pierce Brosnan as Doc, as long as he doesn't sing. Yeah. I can live with him in this movie. Yeah. You don't want to so, me yeah. too. Yeah, so I mean, Doctor Fate, and then, no. then we're getting a very comics accurate Doctor Fate. Like that Doctor Fate looks like he walked off the comic page. Yeah, um, and I know that's important to you. So I, I, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, you know, my concern is is that you know The Rock is sort of amping up, you know, Black Adam's full of cool shit, and then it's just going to be kind of your bog standard superhero film. Yeah, again, maybe uh, it's different because he's supposed to be, you know, the anti-hero, so it'll be a bit different, but like Is is the anti-hero really new though? I just no. I feel uh, like well, I feel like even that has kind of been yeah. fun, you know, and like well, I and, look, and the I problem love, too is yeah. that and we've talked about this before. I mean, Black Adam as a character in the comics is the most uncharismatic character you could have. And so it's a really odd and the hat, choice yeah. for, for the rock. Yeah, the rock who's who perhaps is, who, the exact opposite. Yeah, exactly. So I'm 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 still not sure. I mean, he he certainly looks the part. He looks mm-hmm. like Black Adam, but it's a weird choice because Black Adam is not the kind of superhero character I would think Dwayne Johnson would play. Yeah, but the, it, that either works in a really unexpected way. I yeah. mean, Marvel's done that a lot and made it true. and made it function. But this is, of course, yeah, DC. So yeah. that's and that's the other issue too. Reason to worry is that like yeah. Yeah. the track record not great. So you've also got all no, that. No, it's not. And like I, as an old comics reader, the idea of having the Justice Society in there seems like fun. But I just wonder if they're again putting more in there. They should. Well, Look, but it's a very wait. small Justice Society. It's Doctor Fate and Hawkman, Adam Smasher, and um, that's all Red already. Tornado. Yeah, that's all. No, it's not. It's not. It's she goes by something else. It's it's. Gosh, oh, I feel, I'm terrible. How am I blinking on this? It's the um, yeah. Um, oh, what is what is the character's name? I can picture the uh, her and everything. Um, Cyclone. That's what she's called. Cyclone. No, oh, it's I might not say Red Tornado, but I'll take your word for it. No, I think yeah, she's I mean she's a, I mean the comics I think she's a descendant of the original Red Tornado, the the female uh, version that wore a bucket on its head. Um, uh, that's a classic the, Red Tornado right there. Yeah. So, but yeah, so um so yeah, it's a very small justice society. It's not it's not the big one. Still, that's but still a lot it's of still it just feels like a lot of characters that nobody knows anything about or much well, that, cares about. That is true. I mean, Although, again, I have a feeling that with the exception of Dr. Fate, they're largely just going to get jobbed by Black Adam. So, you know, no one really yeah. needs to know about them except that, they're, you know, Black Adam's going to gonna beat the, the bejesus out of them. Yeah. I guess so. But when I was a kid, Hawkman was one of my favorite superheroes. I just yeah, thought Hawkman, Hawkman always looks way cooler than like he ends up being. so cool. And then you, <laughs> yeah. you read him in the comic books and he kind of sucks. Yeah. And then he's like, he's never good on screen, right? Has there ever been... A good Hawkman? Uh, the first season of Legends of Tomorrow, I think, really nailed him. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Now I see what <laughs> you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did you, yeah, wow, I can't believe you thought I was yeah. serious. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that was... It was it, awful. It, God knows I love me some Bebo. But, yes. um, I think Debo was season yeah. two. So. Yeah, yeah. It's, no. it's, it's Bebo, not Debo. I said Bebo, didn't I? It sounded like Debo. Oh, anyway, I... I thought Hawkman came later in that series. But no, maybe it was first season. Was it there a Hawk, Hawk Woman too? Remember Hawk Girl, the barista? Oh, that was that season one. That's season one. Yeah, dude. That, it's all that season was a bad one. season. Bad, a bad yeah, season. It's all season one. Yeah. 
So you're actually anticipating Black Adam more than She-Hulk because I feel like we're kind of slipping uh, backwards here with no, you. No, not I, I, they're they're yeah maybe a, a, a uh yeah just a titch more but yeah, okay but still yeah. you see a lot of a lot of reasons I mean, let, to complain. You know there there's there's a very big middle between say Dungeons and Dragons and Wakanda Forever. Yeah. And so we're talking about very small gradations of difference between things we're talking about in the middle. Kind of in the squishy middle. Yeah, so She-Hulk, Black Adam, Shazam, they're all kind of in the squishy middle. So let's talk a little bit about Shazam, which of the three I think was the trailer I liked the best of the squishy middle. Mm. I thought it did did the humor that She-Hulk was trying to do, kind of almost like a Deadpool light or a Deadpool Mm. for families or a... Deadpool for little kids slightly better than She-Hulk did. I really like Zachary okay. Levi. Yeah, he's um, great. Yeah. I think I think he embodies um a certain kind of Shazam that's mm-hmm. funny and watchable. I didn't love the first Shazam movie, but I didn't hate it. It was yeah, to it me was, it's one of the one of the better DC movies. It is, uh, yeah, in well, in that it's not a complete trash fire. Yeah. I mean the the that, the, the yeah. issue with the first Shazam movie is that as we talked about, like it's basically a family friendly movie. Except for like a handful of like really grisly and or gut wrenching moments, like when the yeah that, the, the, that boardroom scene is the brutal. boardroom scene, and then when Billy shows up at his biological mom's home, and the mom's like, "I don't want you anymore." It's like like there's just moments that yeah. totally are just really off, right in in that film. But other than that, yeah, and and it, you know, Shazam: Fury of the Gods still seems to be working very much in kind of that that family friendly, um, yeah. You know, kind of lighthearted, not really, you know, it's not doing any any world building beyond kind of its own little corner of the, the DCEU. Um, right. And there's nothing wrong with that, I think. No. Though it is funny that, you know, the next two big films we have are both coming, kind of coming out of the Shazam mythos between Shazam and Black Adam. DC is really, you would have thought by now they would have been doing knockoff Marvel stuff and making some money. Their inability to, oh, no, to gain they're, traction they're, and get moving is stunning. The, the new guy says they have a 10-year plan for the DCEU, just like Marvel. Yeah, sure. Well, It's a shame well, Marvel tells us that to, plan. The, the first step was to shit-can the Batgirl movie, right? Yeah. Which is something yes. we might want to talk about Which, yes. as well. Yeah, the already completed point. movie... It's not. No, it but, wasn't complete. There was still some post production to do on it. It was the, the like producers, have, the directors have money? said it's not. It was not done. I mean, it was close to done, but it was not done. But still, that's ninety so percent done. How much money is that? It it must have been really bad then, right? Like, I don't know because to, they said it. The articles I've seen have said it tested the same with audiences as Black Adam, like in the sixties. So so bad, but. But not bad enough that DC shouldn't be running with it anyway, right? Because they run with all of this stuff. Well, I yeah, mean, again, like, like just, I mean, a... just dump it on. Well, and it wasn't going to theaters. It was going to HBO Max. Like, it's not like they're doing a big rollout of this film. It was just going to yeah. the streaming service. It's, like, it's... for God's sake, they do multiple seasons of Titans on that thing. And Titans is a garbage fire. Well, and they're doubling down on Ezra Miller as well. Which and, is and the yeah. that they'll commit to that. I, I, I so suppose they're, they're hoping that He's now got a, a felony arrest warrant out for him. Yeah, stealing stealing liquor bottles apparently in Connecticut. Yeah. It is one of the things I his, found interesting rewatching the yeah. Shazam trailer when he starts off with like, "Oh, you know, there's already a hero wearing red and with a lightning bolt on his chest." I'm like, "Oh, maybe not for much longer." Yeah, I guess they're hoping that. I mean, a year is is essentially like a century in social media time that somehow did, Ezra Miller can be reclaimed tweet, between. Now I did and see then. a tweet today that said, you know, something like. I'm betting there's a 25% chance that by the time the movie comes out, they've changed the title to Batman Flashpoint. <laughs> well, that's the other option, is that this could yeah. just keep snowballing. Yeah. I was doing just a little reading on Ezra Miller and just the various allegations against yeah, him right it's, now. Are, it's scary. They are varied and quite stunning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he that that's clearly someone who needs who needs some help. Yeah. Yes. But back to back to Shazam on a on a lighter note. Yes. Helen Mirren as a villain, I think, is just an eminently great idea. And Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu's the yeah. other one. And and yeah. uh, Rachel Ziegler is a is a third. She's another she's like the younger daughter of Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren's characters, I guess. Her younger yeah. sister. Yeah. All of that's great, but Helen Mirren, especially to me, kind of stands out as not the kind of person 
who normally gets cast in one of these kinds of movies. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, Glenn Close in the first Guardians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Glenn Close that old? I don't know if she's as old as Helen Millian, but I'm, I'm thinking more of like, you know, you're kind of established, serious kind of Oscar caliber actress. Right, right. In the sense of, of Glenn Close and Helen Mirren kind of being yeah. on a part okay, of that way enough. in terms of, of kind of, of their their legacy, their body of work, or sort of kind of their standing within. Like, I think Glenn Close yeah. and, and Helen Mirren both have kind of a, a significant, um, you know, That's fair. track record. That no, makes sure. it, again, it's kind of an for odd sure. choice of like, you know, this is what this is what you're doing, but, you know, more power to them. Have some fun. Make some money. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope she has a lot of fun and that she makes a lot of money. Yeah. But I, I Shazam of what we've talked about is probably what I'm most looking forward to seeing. But okay. Again, it's not it's not way up there, you know, like to me, I look at this. I'm like, that looks fine, which I mean, yeah. I, I guess mean, it's is- doing what the Shazam, the first Shazam movie did. It looks like just right. kind of a fun family friendly, you know. And I will say I am very upset that we're not yeah. getting Mr. Mind, though. I know you are. They teased if, Mr. Mind at the end of the last film that we're not yep. getting Mr. I want my cute little alien evil caterpillar. Well, just just wait and see. Who's to know? Maybe he's the, the big bad at the end of the trilogy. Possibly. Maybe, maybe he's going to be like the Thanos that shows up in the post credit scenes for like the first handful of movies. Exactly. Exactly. And, and if, this, is how, this is how DCU is going to beat Marvel. He's like, yeah, we're going to tease our big bad. It's going to be a tiny caterpillar alien. Yeah. Yeah. Caterpillar. He might have some troubles, but which I would be totally you know, down for because I do love me. To me, mind. if they can stack a Shazam two on top of a Shazam one, and they both look fine, you know, DC has really raised its game. I think is what we ought yeah. to say, and we ought to we ought to congratulate them. And, yeah, you uh, know what? DC needs some you know uh, some singles and doubles before they start going for the home run again. Yeah, they could use like a fielder's choice at this point, honestly. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I think you know, I think Shazam, you know, gives them a nice little, you know, a nice safe double. Um, I don't know, like just advance know. the runner to third, man. That it's would gonna, be fine it's gonna too. Do, it's gonna do, you know, it'll probably do. Per- yeah, you know, it, it, it is one I will go see in the theaters. Um, well, there is a, an endorsement for yeah. the, the Shazam. As is Black Adam, I will see both. These are both films that I will see in the theater. Um, I imagine I will too. So. So that makes him a step up from Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, um, yeah. Although I so, love the movie theater, so I'll see almost anything. It's, but yeah, it's like like you said, Zachary Levi is a good great test in the role. Me. So, all right. Well, how about Andor then? Let's move to something that maybe you sound yes, like you're a little more enthusiastic about. More Star about. Wars. That's what yeah, I'm you know what I'd like looking to talk about? forward to. Well, Star for Wars. Rich, it's Star Wars. For me, now we're doing a prequel. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh boy, to a prequel. We haven't done that yet. It's like um, we're stacking prequels. Well, is Rogue One really a prequel? Because it kind of yes. happens in between New Hope and the previous trilogy and the the, the first three films. So it's is kind it of like a something? middle, a midquel. I guess you could call it a midquel, but I think it could still be called a prequel because it's yeah, nearly it's a prequel. A prequel. I mean, it, I, they are billing it as a prequel to Rogue One. Yes. Yeah, and there's so, I don't know, you know, which like, is not something anyone wanted. I'm well. Rogue One was a great movie. But and this I'm is being done sh- by the people who did Rogue I, One, so I am cautious. I no, 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 it's the same. Rogue One is a great movie. Yeah. I didn't want a prequel to it. I never want a prequel, Rich. Yeah. Like, I, I can't ever, like, think of the last time I said to me to myself, what I really want is a prequel. Like, I, what I, I'd like to see a prequel because I just love them so much. Mm. I'm not a prequel fan. But, like Patrick said, it is made by the people who made Rogue One, which is... I, I think, without doubt, the best Star Wars film ever made. And so the best Star Wars film ever made, in your opinion, is in fact a prequel. It's true. It's fair. It seems like by the time you're done with Star Wars, everything feels like a prequel. It's anyway, hard to, yeah, I mean, at some point you yeah. got to say, like, what are we, you know, what do what we, we got to come up with like a new term. Because, yeah, they're, they're sort of yeah. mining a lot. There's a lot of space to mine. Eh. Uh, I see uh, what you did there. Sort of in, in, in between films. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know. Like I, I'm cautiously optimistic because I loved the film that this is going to build towards. It's the same people making it. I'm cautiously pessimistic because, you know, I'm around Rich on a semi-regular basis, and nobody hates Star Wars more than Rich right now. And two, 
Like the Disney Plus stuff has not really spoken to me. Yeah. yeah. Though they are not using the the CGI volume thing. This yeah, is, the they studio. did all practical sets and things yeah. like this. So Which so. is nice. That, that, but that wasn't the main issue. Could be. That was right. a big chunk of the issue in Kenobi. Well, but, I mean, again, the Mandalorian used it, you know, okay. yeah. like the Mandalorian, the first season was still okay, and that was all shot, I think, in the studio as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah Mandalorian is in the is So, in the well, yes, Kenobi had issues. I don't think that was the main issue with Kenobi. Well, or, uh, it was yeah. for some people online. They felt like the... If you the, start making a list of problems. Kind of yeah. But yeah, I'm... I'm it it I'm, runs I, pretty deep. I'm, I'm surprised that it's, because what, it's like... 10 to 12 it's like 10 or 12 episodes long like it's a big show oh god that's just terrible news for me because they're dropping the first three the day it comes out oh boy just just because you can supersize everything in america today doesn't mean you should i'm sure it's just because that's the size of the story they have to tell yeah because that's been kind of the track record of all of the streaming stuff is they're always like we're gonna make this as lean and as tight as we possibly can wasn't someone just complaining about how She-Hulk is trying to shove too much into too few episodes? No, 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 no. So here that's we not are. Give them more We're episodes. Doing less that in stop more episodes. In it. No, if She-Hulk had double the episodes, I'd still be unhappy about that. No, it'd be, right. it'd be fine. Oh, it would not be fine. No, it would not be fine. <laughs> the problem isn't. Uh, anyway, are you disappointed, Patrick, that the the droid that everybody apparently loved? Is not going to be in. Oh, um, Andor. Okay, two uh, so. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of a bummer because he was like one of the. I thought if he would be in there for the show, it would have been a, a bit of a high point. Yeah, you got to save something for season two of Andor. Oh. Uh, well, you know what? Could we just not talk about droids? Like, I don't understand why anybody would be excited about a droid showing up. Not because he was funny. He was a funny droid. People like the and funny. And he probably funny, would be the best thing droid. about the show. Well, that's again, Rich, damning yeah. with very faint know. praise. Yeah. I know you're getting a lot of Mon Mothma in this in this show too, and who doesn't want more Mon Mothma? Or Sagara, right? That that's a character I was like, I'd really like to know more mm. about Sagara. Yeah, it's uh, I think it's Guerrera. I oh, read Guerrera, about sorry. Mon Mothma in the extended universe. I don't need a show to tell me. Oh, okay, boy. but none of that no. extended universe counts anymore, so you have to learn. Oh, I won't no, no, Patrick, Patrick, uh, Patrick. Oh, oh for God's oh, sake, Oh, the headaches man. are back. Why would you do that? Like, why? Uh. Oh, I just want to watch the world burn. Uh, and by the world, I mean rich. Yeah, well, consider him lit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the plus side. So anyway. Oh, sorry. Yes. Oh, go ahead, Rich. Well, I guess not a plus side. It's another negative thing. But like, at this point, I like just making fun of these shows. Um, there you go. <laughs> um, one of the things that people have complained a bunch about is from one of the stills where someone's running through, or one of the scenes. I think it's I end up using it for like a thumbnail for a bunch of the trailers as well, where somebody's running through like a force with like a laser gun or whatever, and like everyone's pointed out, it's just an AK forty-seven like prop. Like That's awesome. it's like it's not even like you know they don't have any like bits and bobs to make it like futuristic. It's just straight up like oh we just gave him like some gun. Now, keep in mind, well, the Rebels have limited like, resources at this time, so maybe maybe, like an maybe there's gun. an in-canon yeah. explanation in that they found, like, a crate full of AKs. <laughs> like, a, like, a, yeah. like there's a crate of Twinkies and AKs that just survived, exactly. whatever. Exactly, from a lost <laughs> exactly. civilization that no one knows That's about. Right. Yeah. Yep. And bullets that will bounce off of rocks. Yeah, when yeah. Shoot yes. them. bullets exactly. to fire it out of. Yes, all of that's right there. It's all in the crate. Yeah. Uh, lost so- civilization. We are running long, and there was news beyond just the trailer, so maybe we should move to Wakanda Forever, yeah. which probably deserves a little more time. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Okay. So, Patrick, I assume this one really gave you the feels. Uh, yes. I, 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 my love of the MCU has largely been rekindled uh, by this trailer. I had a feeling. By a trailer. Yeah, so. uh, yes. Yes. This trailer, <laughs> this trailer proves that the MCU uh, will be back on track. Uh, by the time Wakanda Forever uh, debuts. And so you're guaranteeing it. Every, every, everything is fine. Yes. I have faith in Ryan Coogler yeah. uh, based solely on, well, based on Black Panther and everything else he's done and then the awesomeness of this trailer. Uh, the use of um, music in it at the beginning yep. works really well. Yep. Um, it, it does a really nice job of like kind of being reverent and capturing... Kind of the somber tone of remembering what's been lost. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And also kind of building some anticipation for what will come next. I, it's uh-huh. a really well-made trailer, I think. Yes. It is. Yeah, no, it's, it, it is it is a really well-done trailer. Like it now, is, how are you feeling it? Oh, go ahead. I was saying, it just it just hits all the right emotional kind of levels. Yeah. Yeah. As somebody wrote, it's both um, epic and poignant at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you feeling about um, seeing Namor show up? I am intrigued. Um, I mean, you know, he's he's a pretty big Marvel character. Um, he is indeed. I like. I like. You know, I'm I'm intrigued by the idea of basing. I guess they're not Atlanteans. There's some other race in the film. I um, want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, but they're basing them in kind of like, um, Aztec sort of of uh you know Mexican sort yeah. of of mm-hmm. culture, which is an interesting choice. Right. Um, so I'm excited to see how they 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 do that. Certainly, the designs are are very. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, powerful, I guess would be how I would describe it. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it's obviously a very different Namor from the Namor in the comics. Um, yeah. And do they I mean, not again, have? Oh, do they ahead. not have? Do they not have like the rights to Atlantis? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, maybe they do. Maybe they. I mean, yeah, I'm not really sure what the rationale for the change is. Um, yeah, I was just maybe they don't because you know what, you know what's going to come, right? Because Namor is kind of coming out of Central America, you know, with like some kind of submerged city and Mexican culture. Mm-hmm. We're going to get more of the woke review bombing. Oh I yeah, suppose, of course we are. Right? Like people are going to be really and like think about what that says about where the right is in America today. This is going to be their argument when the film comes out. We want our fish person villain to be white or we won't buy tickets. Like imagine like twisting yourself into that kind of moral political position. How else am I able to enjoy the film if it's not somebody who looks exactly like me and thinks exactly like me? Not just anybody, Rich, but the fish people. Mm -hmm. Like the fish people villains – if they're not white, like I cannot support this film. But maybe what like, you, how, maybe you got to think of it another way. Maybe this will be Lord, a moment man. of realization because they'll be perfectly happy with the fish people being based in Aztec Mexican culture because they're the villains. And then they will realize, well, wait a minute. Why am I okay with them being the villains? <laughs> yes. Yes, Patrick. I think there's – a high likelihood that that epiphany. level of self-reflection is yes. going to happen yes, as exactly. a result of a Marvel movie. Yeah, that's right. Like the, this, this know, is what's, the they're political they're discourse, everything. The political discourse that cannot be salvaged in this country mm-hmm. will be salvaged by Namor. They're going to realize, yeah, maybe the fish people Namor were us will the entire save time. Us from ourselves. <laughs> oh my God. And the fish people are racist. Yeah. yeah. My biggest fear of Namor is I watch him and I kind of get Aquaman flashbacks, and I know no, I shouldn't. Yeah, it's hard but not. I well, just, it's, yeah, it's it's, it's I, justified. I just worry about it. But that being said, and no pun intended, it feels to me like Marvel has been treading water yes. for a long time. They've been like almost well, and, yeah. and like filling time until it got to this point to the end of Phase Four. Like, okay, we just need well, to buy time. Well, it's one of the time. things that's interesting because I, I went and did a little bit of research, and Phase oh. Four. Has for changed show. multiple times. Like they've altered yeah. the course of it multiple times? Because originally phase four was supposed to end with Thor, Love, and Thunder. But then about a year ago, it was changed so that now it ended with Black Panther 2 and Captain Marvel 2. Captain Marvel 2 was originally the end of phase well, but four. But wasn't Black Panther just pushed back? Yeah. Because of COVID? Well, they've all been moved around because of COVID. But That's what I'm saying. Like, so post-co- maybe it was Post-COVID, post- Black, it was supposed to go Love and Thunder, Black Panther, Captain Marvel... End of phase four was the post-COVID. Right. And then with this most recent announcement at San Diego Comic-Con, Black Panther is now the end of phase four and Captain Marvel is well into phase five. Right. So Correct. it does feel, I, I think what, they, this is what I think they're trying to do. I think they realize that phase four has been a bit of a mess. Yeah. I think they realize that they've got something really good in Wakanda forever. 
and they want to kind of draw a line under Phase 4, but also kind of remind us of what we like for Phase 5. Yeah, and on a high and note. And that's yeah, why they're, I think in. that's why they're they're but now saying to Wakanda me, Forever is, is the end of Phase 4. Right, to me. But just the fact that they've, they've changed Phase 4 and when it ends at least three times, I think speaks to the fact that Phase 4 has been a bit of a muddle. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, but... In a way, it suggests to me, and I, this is an argument we have about whether we have seasons in this podcast or not. <laughs> Which we settled, it, we do. It's, yeah. We don't, but it doesn't matter. Or in in this four. case, it, it doesn't really matter whether this is the end of four or the beginning of five. It's the I end mean, of four. May, I, yeah, I mean, I right, but it doesn't, it, it's it doesn't matter. But, in the... Right. The, yeah, the important thing that has to happen is they have to stick the landing on this one because they've been kind of just, they have, again, I'm not saying they're making bad movies, but they haven't made anything that's really, you know, been better than just sort of, you know, like an action adventure movie for a while. And this is this, if they don't stick this landing for the first time in a long time, I feel like a Marvel movie comes with stakes in that way. Hmm. Yeah, they, that if this movie doesn't work, mm-hmm. because I, I agree with you, Patrick, they are investing a lot in it, in in it just the in changing around the meaningless schedule. It mm-hmm. definitely suggests that they're investing in it. Like this has got to be a major Marvel film, or mm-hmm. I think they're just kind of stumbling forward into the next phase. Yeah, well, I think which, added to that is the pressure of doing this in the shadow of Chadwick Boseman's death. They can't not stick the landing right. on this film because it's going to be added to... Like, are they, cause the, clearly, they clearly are intending this film, or at least part of this film, to be kind of a tribute or, or yeah. kind of honoring the legacy of Chadwick Boseman's yes. Black Panther. Mm-hmm. They've got to stick the landing for that reason, too. Yes, Agreed. Like if they well, if they don't yeah. do well and thus kind of tarnish the legacy or, or disrespect the legacy in some ways, they're in trouble. Yeah. Now I, I have faith that Coogler will pull it off. I I don't disagree with you. This of, of all the trailers we looked at, I thought this one was definitely a class above mm-hmm. anything else that came out of you know. But then it also has the the challenge of having the high expectations, which probably Eternals didn't really struggle right. with when it hit the box office. Mm-hmm. So this might be a good time to kind of transition to other news, which would be the phases of Marvel. Well, but Much we should like talk a moon. little bit about, should we talk yeah. about who who is going to be Black Panther? Like, that's the big part of... Yeah, of, do you think they're going to do what everyone sure. assumes is Shui? Yeah, I'm sure, I, yeah, that would be, if I was a betting man, I'd bet on Shuri. Are you, it's the only thing that you're makes Shuri? sense. Yes, I'm <laughs> sure about Shuri. Yeah, nice um, yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know, where else know would it else, go? Oh. Well, I, I do have I do have a theory. I don't think you're going to yes. like it, Alan, but I do have a theory. But I will yes. say that that number one, I mean, Shuri makes the most sense because that's who took over in the comics. If you look at the shot of Black Panther from the trailer, and if you look at the arm that's extended, the the forearm is very narrow, and the hand is very small and tapered. It, it looks like someone. It looks like a woman's hand is in the Black Panther suit. So I'm I'm okay. betting it's Shuri. I think the yeah. other thing too is that there's there's a, one of the lines in the trailer that makes me wonder is Ramonda, who's queen now. Mm-hmm. In the trailer, she says something about you know, I've lost my whole family, haven't I given up enough? And I'm like, does that mean Shuri's your daughter? She's still there unless something happens to Shuri and they don't know where yeah. she is and she comes back as Black Panther. Unless um, she's talking to Shuri in that moment, like so. She's, no, she's clearly talking to to the UN or because she's got a whole bunch of the Dora Milaje and everyone behind. Yeah, yeah well, I guess addressing, it, it depends. I didn't. I, just I think see she's addressing. She might even be addressing Namor yeah. for all I know. Yeah, I guess it's true. Um, yeah, but here's a theory. Okay. So they could tap into the multiverse. Oh. oh. And what if they find a world in what? which T'Challa's Killmonger's alive? father oh. was the legit king of Wakanda, making Killmonger the Black Panther, and they bring him over, because then you get to have Michael B. Jordan right. in the film. I think- it was about the only person I could see actually playing a, 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 a male Black Panther after Bozeman is, is Michael yeah. B. Jordan. 
Well, for some time, I just assumed they would find a way to bring Jordan back because yeah, as a different character. I agree with you. Like, oh, you know, as an alternate version of you know how they do yeah. in in comic. Oh, like movies, like what know, if like, like it's Killmonger, but I mean, I guess in yeah, what if you know, he was sort of the same, but like bring him from like Earth two, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah that's, that's basically what I'm saying. Is you but bring a, you bring I a really, I hope they don't. Yeah, I think moving forward with Shuri is just it's kind of more interesting. What about yeah. the? And it feels. I would say Shuri. I mean, you could also do a Koye and Nakia. There's just no real. Say, there's no real precedent for that anywhere. So Shuri seems like the. But Koye, just because right. we've seen her in like the, the, the Black Panther movies, and like she's been much. She'd be sort of right. like. I would say she's been in more Marvel stuff than even Shuri at this point because she's also been like, um, uh, Endgame and uh, uh, Infinity War. At times, uh, Shuri was in both of those two. But I mean, in terms of like actual like, screen time, like. Like, I feel like Okoye's been, like, more present and, like, done a bit more, even if she's just been with uh, Chichala at points. But if you do that, Rich, then you run the risk of alienating the comic canon fans. I mean... Who are going to say what Patrick said, you know, like, well, okay, like, there's no precedent for that. She's not part of the lineage, you know, even within the universe proper, it doesn't seem like the Black Panther mantle ought to go to her. Like, Shuri seems like... Yeah, I guess it's just... To have yeah. It. yeah. I don't know. I, mean, like, I, it, it I would say if you're going to go be. with... If, if you're going to go with one of the three women, Shuri makes the most sense just because there's at least the, the precedent for that. I guess, yeah. yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Anything else on, on Wakanda Forever before we try to sort out the phases, nope. Patrick? Nope, nope, that's it. Okay, all right, so... We are coming to an end of phase four, which yes. has to be, I mean, well, there's no doubt it's kind of the weakest of the phases, right? Oh, yeah. It's kicked off with Black Widow, I guess. Uh, Yeah, that was the first movie after Endgame was Black Widow, so. Yeah, and then, you know. Or, yeah, well, no, like, I guess we might have had some of the Disney Plus stuff first. Oh, that's true. So because originally Black Widow we, 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 and Shang Chi were supposed to come before any of the Disney Plus stuff, and then I think they both came yeah. after. So I think, I think technically, WandaVision is. I mean, in terms according, of stuff, yeah, according to the internet, it's Black Widow, but I don't know if it's actively avoiding yeah. the Disney yeah. Plus stuff. I thought yeah, I saw so, something that the same thing talking about the original conception of the phases, talking about how Black Widow and Shang-Chi were supposed to be before oh, no. any of the one, the Disney Plus yeah. stuff. No, and you're right, you're right, WandaVision's in there as well, and there we go, it's, it was yeah. listing them separately. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, to me, WandaVision might be the height of it, actually, as I look back on it. I mean, the Spider-Man movie was good. Like, that was a... Yeah. I mean, yeah, that WandaVision, was a, Spider-Man, that was a fun movie. those are my top three of Phase 4. Not necessarily Not, in that order. Not Doctor Strange. No, it's a, close, you, it's a close fourth. Yeah, okay. I, I think we generally agree. I mean, I would not put Hawkeye first, but in the list of what you're looking at, I think it was the second best of the Disney Plus stuff. And then, yeah. you know, the only movie that really moved me at all in any way was Spider-Man. And you guys yeah. know that even I found it a little yeah. nostalgia-packed. So, oh, I mean, obviously, yeah. hopefully Black Panther, Wakanda Forever is really the standout when they're done. Like if it's not the tent pole, people will look back on phase four, I think. And, and yeah, and I mean, hopefully, well, yeah, my hope is kind of forever. Pretty disappointing. Phase five going in. It's like, if they can't pull off black Panther, then it's like, how do you trust them going forward for the five and six? Yeah. You know, so end. Patrick, do you feel, Oh, sorry. Rich, no, 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 I was just repeating myself. Do you feel better about phase four? Now that you know what phase five and phase six are like does it does it for a comic book you know aficionado like yourself mm -hmm. does seeing what's coming in five and six help to create like kind of a retroactive direction for phase four or does it remain yeah. just kind of this meandering for you it remains meandering yeah because i mean there's the, yeah. again it feels it feels more like what they're trying to do particularly with with kicking off phase five with ant-man and the wasp mm -hmm. which is where we're seeing kang again Right. The fact that they're calling it Phase 5 and 6 is supposedly the multiverse saga. Right. You know, we haven't had the... We haven't, I mean, you know, in terms of multiverse stuff that's actually going to affect those films, it doesn't really seem we've had anything since Loki. I mean, Spider-Man and, right. and Doctor Strange dealt with the multiverse, but not in a way that I think is going to matter to 
the multiverse right. saga. It's been it's just, just been a long time. Yeah, they seem like the the main characters Loki are the ones that one. affect. You know, Spider Man and Doctor Strange are seem to be the only ones affected so, by the multiverse. Yeah, I mean, what it might you... be something where, like, you know, after Endgame, like, people were like, oh, maybe Dark World wasn't, you know, as bad. A, like, you know, Endgame did kind of yeah. make end, uh, Dark World a little bit more important. Right. Um, and things like that. Maybe there'll be a way to go back, you know, and kind of see. It's like, oh, maybe Phase 4 yeah. wasn't as meandering as it seems. But right now, I'm kind of like, it feels to me like, no, they want to end Phase 4 and get into Phase 5 because they realize Phase 4 has been a bit of... Um, right. A mess. Almost as if they, it just feels like in retrospect, they didn't have a really solid plan for the post endgame stuff. Well, they keep saying which they've is, never had a plan, which I don't really believe, but they keep saying they've never had a plan. But even looking at the phase five films. Yeah. And and the, the series, it is a, a still a bit of a motley group. Like, you know, I, I think back to no, phase I agree. one. And you yeah. can clearly see in phase one, okay, we're doing Iron Man, we're doing Cap, we're doing Thor, like we're obviously moving towards the Avengers. Um, right. You know, it, it, it still doesn't, like I look at, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Secret Invasion, Guardians 3, Echo, Loki, Marvels, Blade, Ironheart, Agatha, Daredevil, Captain America, Thunderbolts. Like there, there's still a lot going on there that seems to be doing a bunch of different things. No, I I agree with that. And again, on that list, there's not a ton that really gets me super interested. I guess, kind of looking through them. Yeah, and I so mean, I'm, I mean, I'm intrigued. It, they, by they are going to come fast. They are going to come fast, though, right? Which is yeah, I mean, like, it's basically like, done by July of twenty four. So we're basically less than two years, right, from being done with uh, Phase Five. Right. And then phase six is, you know, it it now looks to be like a relatively streamlined, big climactic. Yeah, it's, well, it's weird because I read, you know, when they originally announced it, because I've seen it described in two ways. I've seen it described yeah. as, you know, Fantastic Four and then the two Avengers movies right. are the first three films in phase six. But I also saw it reported that Fantastic Four was the first and then the Avengers ones were the two last which implies something coming in between them. Though the dates between them don't leave a lot of, of room right. for that. So but I'm curious tight, if there's yeah. more filling in between the three films or if there's stuff after it. Right, right. And we're still, of course, all waiting for X-Men at some point. To, yep. Yeah. To drop as well. To pop out of the but, woodwork. Yeah. I don't know, like Secret War, Secret Invasion, those... Could be good shows, I guess, and movies, right? Well, but, but it depends. Well, I you know Secret Invasion, sure. Secret Wars, it depends which one they're doing. Right. Like, are they doing the original or are they doing um, the most recent one, which is kind of the one that rebooted or at least kind of restarted the Marvel Universe? Right. Um, and everything in the, in you know, the mention of the incursions in, in Doctor Strange, all of that is leading up towards the latter Secret Wars, not the original one. So, okay. Is that a good thing or bad thing in your book? I don't know. Um, okay. It feels a bit early, particularly without the X-Men around much, to be doing something like the original Secret Wars. Right. Yeah. So I wonder if they're moving towards a, you know, Avengers Secret Wars is not only the end of Phase 6, it's the end of the MCU as we've seen it, and they're going to do some giant reboot, and that's where they bring in the X-Men. That would be interesting. It would be odd to to introduce Fantastic Four right before they they did that, unless there's some be. kind of wormhole for the for you know the Fantastic Four to sneak yeah. through. Well, you've also got to wonder like where are you know looking at Phase Five like where are the Fantastic Four and the Avengers? Are they going to show up in any of these Phase Five things, or are they just going to appear right. whole cloth in their Phase Six? Because again, there, there's there's not. I look at you know I look at the list of films for say and and series for Phase Five. There's nothing that really jumps out to me as like, oh, that's where we're going to see someone from the FF. Or where you might answer the question, like, who are the Avengers in yeah. Phase Six? Yeah, exactly. Like, if you look through that list, like it, it it's not you know. Ant-Man, you know, love him or not, seems unlikely to be, you know, like the, the key Avenger. 
Yeah. Moving forward, it just it like I'm looking at that list. I mean, I, I mean, guess you obviously got Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah. Oh. You know, in Iron Heart, you have an Iron Man replacement. Yeah, I mean, you've obviously got you know uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America. Right. Oh. Right. There's the Cap Four movie coming. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, it's a it's a it's a thin Avengers. Maybe. Yeah. Um. Maybe. You know, the younger version of Hawkeye, maybe she shows up. Yeah. Well, it also could be, I mean, if, if it's the Avengers, the King Dynasty, you know, it also could be an Avengers assembled across the multiverse. Right. Yeah. So. Would, and that might bring some of the old guys back, do you think? Like, that possibly. would be a way to yeah. enliven Phase 6 for sure would be yeah. to have or bring in, Robert you know, Downey re- Jr. return. Or re- bring in rebooted versions. Yeah. To, to kind of test it. But yeah, it, again, it, it, I'm still, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a little bit, I mean, you know, I get that they're calling it the multiverse fa- saga to kind of build right. on the Infinity Saga, but we didn't really call it the Infinity Saga for a long, like that's kind of something that's been called in retrospect more than right. yeah. at the time. So I'm, I'm a little bit leery about like, like I look at these films and some things like, yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Secret Invasion, Guardians, Loki, Marvels, those all seem to me like things that would be involved in the multiverse saga, but everything else doesn't seem very multiversey to me. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah. So I just I I don't know. Like I you know they they're the the trajectory of of the films in terms of the narrative still seems a little bit fuzzy. Um. No, I, based on on what we've got so far. I agree. And if they didn't plan the first, you know, saga. They best get to planning the second because it's been kind of just, again, sitting still for too long and they need yeah. to figure out well, like, what that direction is moving forward. Well, you've also got the fact that, forward. you know, you had Whedon kind of running things fairly early on with Avengers and Age of Ultron. And pretty soon after that, you had the Russos take over as kind of the people that were clearly guiding things. Yeah. Between Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think part of it is that I don't, and, and I think this is true in season, in phase four as well. There isn't really kind of that guiding directorial vision. I mean, we obviously have Feige at the producer level, but we don't, we don't, yeah. like who's, t- who is the new Russo brothers? Um, right. It is doing, like, like they've announced a... the, the guy that did Shang-Chi is going to do Kang Dynasty. Right. But is not going to do Secret Wars. So the two Avengers films are being done by completely different people, apparently. It just think, makes like, one wonder if Feige... If, is is it possible that a person in his position, position might assume that it was kind of himself and his vision that had crafted this? But you're kind of arguing that the producer vision was not enough, that there needed to be a directorial vision... Yeah, I think, well. Feige, I think it was Feige. I think it was Feige in combination exist. with the yeah. directors, particularly with the Russos. Right, but now you know you could see how a man's ego might get them to the point where they would think, "I don't need collaboration." You know, like I've got it. I, it's or just even, a, or, you know, or not necessarily ego, even just the, the the sheer pace of production. Yeah, doesn't mean that you can. I mean, you can't have the Russos doing Cap Two, Cap Three. And Avengers four and five, like there's just not enough time for right. one person to do that many of the movies, and so I think I, you know, I'm not necessarily going to say it's it's Feige's ego, but well, it just, I, 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 don't I think know. somewhat it is that that just the nature of how much Marvel is putting out, there isn't really room for that. I mean, the closest thing we're going to get is is assuming the people doing Loki season two are the same that did Loki season one. Yeah, um, that might be. As close as we get. I mean, you think about, you know, besides the Russos, you know, James Gunn, his vision has kind of stood out, but he's been pretty much just in the Guardians thing. And Guardians 3 right. is, is the last Guardians film. Right. Um, you know, Taika yeah, Waititi what... seemed like an option after Ragnarok, but not so much Love and Thunder. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, like, I'm spitballing why it might have come to this this place. But there were the Russo brothers in the Thanos saga, right? Like they, they didn't do every movie. Right. But they did, but they did big ones. They did big ones and ones that were kind of the main thread. 
mm-hmm. that others could play off of and kind of bounce yeah. in and out of. Whereas it might not be ego, maybe it's the pace of production you're talking about, but not having kind of an artistic vision mm-hmm. paired to the producing vision seems to be part of the problem right now. That yeah. more the, these smaller things would make sense. Like I would feel better about phase five if you could show me the thread mm-hmm. that's going to be kind of the, you know, the main highway of the story. Yeah. And I then mean, if you, the if other you told stuff me is, like yeah. in some way, the same people were involved with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania guardians, Loki and the Marvels, I would be feeling better. Yeah. Cause then it's like, seems even like even right. that could tie together done maybe poorly, right. whatever you yeah. like, it'll be consistent. Well, yeah. And that there, there is then, somebody with the artistic vision that's kind of holding it together yeah. mm-hmm. from the inside of creation, not just the outside of production. Yeah. But I think that's also the issue too, is that, you know, like I could see, you know, Captain America and Thunderbolts kind of go together, but those right. movies are five weeks apart. There's no way they're going to be the same people doing them. Like I would right. almost, I almost kind of wish Cap was coming earlier and like, Marvels and some of the other things were coming later so that you could have more of a a a um you know directorial vision kind of running through the things that make sense. And it needs to be a vision though that that connects into phase 6 too. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean you oh, know, between Ant-Man and the Wasp and the Marvels, you've got between February and July. Like all of that's happening between February and July of it's 2023. Insane. Yeah, there's there's right. no way but, you can have the Russos doing what they did with their four films, and so yeah, I, I do worry that they're right. they're they're getting too um, disparate in kind of who's who's making these films. Right, and then, and thus when you get to Phase Six, clearly Phase Six is the climax, right? Mm-hmm. But looking at the list of five right now, you and I could sit and spitball ways in which these might piece together. Mm-hmm. in some kind of way to lead to six, but I'm not sure the path is as clear as you might hope it would be. Yeah. 